Before we get started on the best movies you've never seen, I thought we'd just let you know that there is a bit of language. And when you're talking about a sports movie, that, that sort of comes with the territory, don't you reckon? So, I think so. Just wanted you to know that before we, uh, we get on with the show. I'm going to make him an awful game. I feel the need, the need for speed. He's watched every movie more than once. He's Stephen Fennec. Go ahead, make my day. He's watched the latest Disney movies with his kids, uh, but that's about it. He's Trevor Long. You talking to me? Together they bring you the best movies you've never seen. I will look for you. I will find you. And I will kill you. Rent BioStream, the latest and greatest movies on Fetch. Watch on a big screen Hisense TV. Say hello to my little friend! The best movies you've never seen. The first rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. With Stephen Fennick. And Trevor Long. This is the captain. Brace for impact. Yes, the best movies you've never seen. Welcome to our podcast. And before we get started, Trev, I just want to read out a really good five-star review we just received from Beautiful. Ace Seven. Good on you, Ace. He writes: three certainties in life: death, taxes, and Stephen saying, "I saw this at the movies." <laughs> <laughs> Best movie podcast I've ever heard. I think Trev would love some Aussie gangster movies like Chopper, which you've seen. I've seen Chopper. Cash. No. No. No, no cash, cash here. Cash here. Cash. No. Nev. Two hands and getting square. Keep, okay. Keep it up, boys. Oh, good so on you, Ace. Thank you, Ace underscore seven. That's really great feedback. We love getting five-star oh, ratings. That's we love my that. day. Really does. So welcome, Trev. This week, we should mention that we're kind of going against the name of the show. Yeah, this is this is controversial. This is a movie that you've seen. Mm. I know for a fact you've seen this, in and fact, I suspect more than once. Yes, definitely yeah, more so than this once. This is a rarity, in fact, mm. for you. For with, with me putting up a movie that you went, now that's a movie, you said. Yeah. I remember when we suggested it. So, yeah, the movie we're talking about, of course, is Moneyball. This was released in 2011, stars Brad Pitt and Jonah Hill, and tells the story of the Oakland A's, and I think it was the 2001-2 season, mm-hmm. uh, about how they defied expectations and a very low player budget to, uh, they didn't quite make the playoffs that year, though, did they? So they won their, they, they, they lost close. to the Yankees in the divisional. That's right. Is that right? It's based on the Michael Lewis book, which was called Moneyball, The Art of Winning an Unfair Game. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, it's, oh, there's so much to unpack here, but, you know, I, I should start the disclosure on this movie, not just by saying I've watched this movie, but my family is 
a baseball family. Yes. We love baseball to the point where all of our kids play it. Right. We've been to the Dodgers. We're, we're a massive Dodgers family. I try and watch baseball whenever I'm in America. Yep. Much to the chagrin of my family. <laughs> um, so, yeah, this is. Not so, who's just, your team? Dodgers. You're we're a Dodgers, Dodgers team. family, yes. Yeah, right. But Stig and I were at, went to the Oakland A's yep. um, in, for WWDC uh, oh. earlier this year. We went to an oh, Oakland wow. Athletics game. So, wow. I've been to the stadium. Wow. Only three months ago, I was at this stadium in this movie. What's their stadium called? Uh, the Coliseum. Okay. Yeah. In Oakland, of course. Yeah. Wow. Well, I'm not going to ask you your impressions before your first viewing because you've seen it. Yeah. But what, like, you, you've, in, in the multiple times you've seen it, like how many times do you reckon you've seen it? Two, I three times? Six. Really? Mm. That well? So, yeah. you, mate, you should be running the show today, <laughs> not me. So, <laughs> so what, but, but when you, had you known, because this movie wasn't made until 2011. Right. Yep. So this season that we're talking about was ten years earlier. That's right. Had yeah. you any awareness of no. this? So, and to be clear, I'm only a baseball fan because my kids play baseball now, and yeah, that right. got us into it. So, okay. um, even in 2011, we were not really deep into the game. So, right. I didn't certainly didn't watch it when it came out. Uh, okay. um, so you never watched the movies like I did. No, I did not see this one of the movies. Ace. Wow. Um, so I probably saw this, you know, five years ago, maybe. Okay. Um, and yeah, so obviously as a baseball fan, you come into this thinking, is this going to be true to the game? Like you imagine them making a rugby league game and you'd be picking it apart. If it was about origin, you'd be picking it apart. Right. Whereas this is, you you can really understand the game Mm. through watching this. And that's, that's the big risk in the movie, isn't it? I like what I like about it, apart from the fact that it's, you know, Brad Pitt, Jonah Hill, good script, Aaron Sorkin contributed. Jonah Hill actually. Yeah, Yeah. he, He did well in this. Um, I I can't. I'm not. I know baseball, but I'm mm. not as as deeply into it as you are. Mm. I reckon the, the audience, even if you have no idea right. about baseball, you can still appreciate the film for what it is. And it's it's yeah. partly because and we'll we'll get to it in the run through. But there's moments where, you know, Joan Hill's explaining something to Brad Pitt because yeah. he, he's trying to explain something new to him, even though it's it's a current concept. Yeah. And you actually learn through the transition of that information through the club. Unbelievable. Well, it was nominated for six Oscars. Would you believe? Wow. It's nominated for Best Picture, Best Actor for Brad Pitt, yeah. Best Supporting Actor. Uh, it was also nominated for Film Editing, Sound Mixing, and Adapted Screenplay. Didn't win anything. Oh, unfortunately. But yeah, he got nominated. Not bad. So Adapted Screenplay, that was uh, co-written by Aaron Sorkin. So he, he uh, had a contribution. Course. I think we mentioned in the Millionaire Question last week that he uh, came into the film and thought, well, this script is already great. So he that's why the other guy's right. name is still on it. Right. So, uh, yeah, this is your last exit before the freeway. We're going to do a deep dive into Moneyball. So if you haven't seen it, you can watch it through Fetch. Of course. And the great thing about Fetch is you can rent or buy this movie. So this is one for us that we would buy. And so it would live in our library. Once you've bought a movie on Fetch, you own the movie. It lives in your library. You can find it. And I watched actually watched Harry the other day looking for a movie, and he didn't go through the movie store looking for something new. He went through, he went, I pressed menu, he went across to my stuff, he went down to movies, and he just looked through all the movies we owned. Yep. Just like walking into a into a your theatre with the Blu-rays, Harry, the new generation. He's got his virtual shelf. He's got his yes. virtual shelf, and he, yep. he was able to find the movies we've, we've bought on Fetch, and that's where they stay. Plus, if you, if you don't want to rent or buy it, and you've got a Netflix subscription, it's available on Netflix. So if you use the voice search on Fetch, you'll find out that it's available on Netflix. It's available to rent and buy, and you can choose how you want to watch it in 4K on Netflix, uh, rent or buy it on your own, whatever you like. It's all there. Thousands of movies, many of which we talk about here on the show, available on Fetch. You can get Fetch from many internet service providers or at Big Double, uh, what are they called? Harvey Norman and JB Hi Fi. Now, I'm not going to ask you your impressions after your first watch, no. 
What's different? Is there a different? Did you approach this differently this time? I, you know what? It's funny because I, it's probably been two years since I've watched it, but I, okay. I think we watched it maybe during the lockdowns. Um, you know, because you were <laughs> stuck at home. We what were, else do you do? We yeah, were that's doing right. a lot of, um, uh, you know, we're doing a lot of traveling. Nights. Yeah. Um, you know, kids' movie nights, but because everyone loves baseball, it was an easy one for the family. Mm. But um, I, I sat and watched this, and I think every time I watch it, I learn more about baseball. I really do. Um, because of the way the stats work and things like that. So I, I and also this time watching it because I'd been to the stadium. I ah. was I was doing the whole Stephen Fennick movie tour thing where I'm going, oh, that's you know that's that wall and there's those things. And yeah, I got news for you. Yeah, they didn't they didn't film it there. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, but no, there's shots. There's yes. a lot of shots of, yeah. of the, the we'll lights, get, for we'll example. Get into that. We'll get into that. The stuff. Yeah, we'll get into that. Okay. I actually, surprise, surprise, mm. saw this in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it had Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt, yeah. And it was about baseball. I love a sports movie. Yeah. Sports movie, you got me. Yeah. Right? Love a sports movie. Seen it a few times. I own it on Blu-ray. I own it on disc. And uh, I actually have just bought the book. I right. bought, went on and I want to read the book now. Because okay. uh, I, I do... I would never read – say it's a, a fictional movie right. and there's a book. It's based on the book. Mm. I would never go and read the book after seeing the movie. I've got to read the book before the movie. Uh, it's I'm thinking, why, why, what's the point of reading the book if I've already seen the movie? I like to do that beforehand. But in this so instance – how is this different? Because it's, it's got – I think it's it's more – it's obviously – It's a more it's biographical real. thing. Yeah. So I want to sort of get dive deeper into uh, what it's all about. So, okay. Yeah. Now, let's talk casting call. And, of course, Brad Pitt is the star. And he plays Billy Bean. He's also, I'm sure you've, uh, you and your wife, I think you've seen him in Ocean's Eleven. That's right. World War Z, which uh, I'm sure you haven't seen. It's like a zombie movie. Definitely you haven't not. seen that. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, with, with he won an Oscar for Best Supporting Actor for that one. Jonah Hill plays Peter Brand. Mm-hmm. He was in Wolf of Wall Street, which we've done. Yep. Super bad. And he was in a recent Netflix film called Don't Look Up with Meryl Streep. Have oh, you seen okay. that one? No. Yeah, it's not bad. Now, here's the thing, right? The screenwriter, uh, the director, sorry, Bennett Miller, apparently said that the the A's assistant GM, his name's not Peter Brand. The real GM that was in that was involved with Billy Bean, his name was Paul D. Batesta. Oh. And he said he didn't want his real name used in the movie. Oh, really? So he, he deliberately said, look, you know, he uh, didn't want that happening, so they thought they changed the character's name to Peter Brand. Okay. So he, he they, they complied to his wishes. Fair enough. Philip Seymour Hoffman plays Coach Art Howell. Now, you may have seen him in Capote, Scent of a Woman, Almost Famous, passed away in 2014. Okay. Uh, yeah. He's, yeah. Uh, he, uh, great actor, really great good character actor. Yeah. Did you notice Chris Pratt? Who played Scott Hatterberg? This is the guy from oh, Jurassic yeah. World. Yeah, he was in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yep. He's in a great movie with uh, Jennifer Lawrence called Passengers. Yeah, he's actually yeah. yes, you're right. He, Chris he Pratt. He's, he was bells, in Parks yes. and Recreation too, not yep. The Office. Parks and Rec. He was in. Do you what? Have you seen that? Show? No, me neither. All righty. Before we <laughs> before we get to the run through, let's have a chat about our other great sponsor, and that is High Sense. Now, I love getting feedback from you guys who have taken our advice and purchased a High Sense TV. There's plenty to choose from. The they have a range of TVs. They've got their ULED 4K mini LEDs, and they've also got their laser TV, which is a short throw projector that can create an image up to 120 inches. But if you want to go a ULED TV, they have sizes, of course, 75. They have 85, but they now have 95 inches as well. So get into that one if you want a big picture. 
the Hisense TVs won't let you down. They do have their great quantum dot technology as well. They've got also Game Mode Pro as well. So if you're into your gaming, the gaming features on the Hisense TVs give you terrific experience. On the audio side as well, you've got your Dolby Atmos on board. And this is great when you're listening, when you're watching movies with Dolby Atmos, you're hearing surround sound coming from all over the room, even from above you. And that's all coming from the television. It also has a great VDAU operating system, which allows you to get to your content really quickly, see what you want to do, what you want to watch, including the movies that we bring to you on the best movies you've never seen. And you know what? Best of all, there's a three-year warranty with every Hisense TV, one of the longest warranties that a TV manufacturer offers. Three years, that gives you peace of mind. It also tells you that Hisense really stand by their products. I advise you to go down to a store, stand in front of a Hisense TV, or take a look at them at hisense.com.au. Batter up, Trev. <laughs> are you ready to go? Yes, mate. Now, it was a really sort of really nice introduction here where they're sort of talking about the uh, the uh, the date they named was October 15, 2001. Mm. And this was the American League Division Series. Is that right? Yep. And they were talking about how the Yankees had spent $114 million <laughs> on their roster. Yep. And the Oakland A's had spent $39 million. No, no, no such thing as a salary cap in baseball, and, is there? And to be clear, from the outset, if you're not a baseball fan, that's the way baseball is, you yeah. know? Like, still to this day, the Dodgers, the Yankees... And there's a couple other teams, the Red Sox and stuff, are huge money teams. Right. Like huge money. So does it always go then to – let me lean on your expertise here. Does it always go then that the teams with the cash – obviously this this proves it wrong, right? But does it usually go that way, that the rich teams always win? They, they do they do better than they – tr- they, they, on, on, on average, they, they certainly do better. Right. There's no doubt. You know, so, Especially in postseason appearances and stuff like that. Yeah. Because, see, the ML – it's a stupid sport in many ways because it's split up across the country into yeah. two different leagues and all this kind of stuff that goes on. But the bottom line is you've got huge – because the big thing here is um, baseball is built around rights. And uh. unlike your AFL and NRL where they sell the, they'll sell, sell the thing, the Dodgers – sell the rights to the Dodgers oh, really? games. Oh, so they do that, not not MLB. So, so yeah, well, ah. the MLB sell like so Friday nights and Sunday nights and things. Ah, but right. I watch, I've got rights to watch every, all 161 games of the year. Yep. And the Dodgers have a deal with Sportsnet LA, which is their okay. broadcast partner, and that's where all their money would come from. Plus, right. there's a big owner who just has cash, and that's where the money is. So, <laughs> Doing very well. So that it's a really good start to this movie because yeah. it makes, makes it clear that these yeah. guys are – Batting yeah, below, batting, batting really, above their average, hopefully, but they're, they're, they're struggling. They're struggling. Now, uh, we start off in the locker room, and I found it interesting that Billy never watches games. He's mm. only listening to the games. Yeah. He, he doesn't like to. He goes, I think he says later in the movie, he goes, I don't watch games. Come, yeah. come with me. What are you doing? Let's it's listen to it. It's such a strange thing. <laughs> Isn't that weird? Because in this part of the movie, if you're first watching this, you're thinking, who's this bloke that's not yeah. willing to go out and, and watch a game? Like, yeah. you know, it doesn't make much sense. But there's also, and again, we'll get through it, but. There's a real disposition here between our appreciation of sports um, management, coaching, and, and front office, back office stuff in Australia versus America because we would think of the, you know, uh, um, who, who's the coach of the of Souths? Um, the coach of Souths is Jason Demetriou. So Jason Demetriou wants to make a player change. He's pretty much going and they're making a yeah. player change, right? It's, right. it's pretty much coach's stuff. Whereas right. in baseball, you know, 
different it's parts a general of manager. the yeah, yeah there's right, different yeah. parts of the I business got that, that are, I got that they, they, <laughs> and they sort of uh, I can imagine coaches and general managers uh, bumping into each other and not agreeing yeah. all the time as we see in the movie yeah, but uh, right. Billy's listening to the game he's sort of looking out over the field and, uh, and yeah, the Yankees win, win that game yep. and he smashes the radio in his, yep. in his car he's, uh, and then he not only he, he, he goes out and also stamps on it but then he's hearing all my, the all this the talk is one back. of my favourite parts yeah. about the way this movie and this again yeah. plays to my my yeah. personality because I'm a talkback radio person. Yeah. I've worked at talkback radio. I produce sports talkback radio. So watching this yeah. made me go, oh man, this is like seeing the coach listening to your show, you know, yeah. because it's so good. It's fascinating to hear. Well, it sort of, it and gives, it happens uh, a few times through the movie it where does, you yeah. hear Fans it, that's a smart talk about thing. It. It's a smart thing they did there because it kind of gives you the what, how the how the fans are feeling. That's it. What would a better way to express it? Yeah. Uh, anyway, we we next thing scene we see he's he's in there with the owner, and he's telling talking to the owner and he's telling them, look, we need more money. We're not going to do better next year. Why not? Well, you know we're being gutted. We're losing Giambi, Damon, Isringhausen. Done deal. We're in trouble. You'll find new guys. You found Jason. You found Damon. I need more money, Steve. Billy. I need more money. We don't have any I can't compete against a $120 million payroll with $38 million. We're not going to compete with these teams that have big budgets. We're going to work within the constraints that we have, and you're going to get out and do the best job that you can recruiting new players. We're not going to pay $17 million a year to players. I'm not asking you. For tens of 20, 30 million dollars. I'm just asking for a little bit of help. Just get me a little bit closer and I will get you that championship team. I can imagine that's a conversation that's been had a fair few times yeah. over the years. And and it's a, like it's so that that guy that plays the owner is just so chilled. Yeah. Because you think as an owner, you're like, why didn't we win? You're like, you think about the passion of again Russell Crowe standing yeah, up there. Yeah, like, yeah. Yep. You can imagine him rolling his eyes if they lose, right? Yep. You can't imagine an owner sitting there going, "It's cool, man. We're yeah. we're losing all these great players because basically they've just lost. You know, mm. their top tier players have yeah. been poached. He said they've been gutted, which is a good way of putting it. But also, too, I think it just shows that he's put his faith in him. So he's in a spot. The owner's got faith in him, and he's thinking, well, we've got to work smarter, not harder here. Yeah. And that's kind of the whole premise of the movie, isn't it? That's exactly it right. It moves on. Next scene we see is uh, Mr. Mr. Bean on the phone. Mr. Bean. He's Mr. Billy Bean. Bean. Mr. Bean. He's too. He's on the phone, Mr. Bean. And he's, they're talking about a deal. So with the deal, who's the Johnny in the movie? The, the, there's a deal for a player. There's, he's trying to – 7.5 they agreed on. He's and he goes, done a deal. He's he agreed goes, to something, but he's been We screwed. had a deal. What are you doing? Man, you play I'm me. I'm just doing my job for my No, That's you're playing me. Doing. You're still playing me. Congratulations, asshole. You win. <laughs> so good. Congrats. Anyway, next scene is the room of old men, I called it. It's <laughs> all the talent scouts are there. They've all got their own opinions it's, of players. It's well cast, isn't it? Yeah. Because they are. A lot of familiar faces in there, too, I've seen in other shows. Familiarity, yeah. but yeah. also age. Like when you yeah. look around They're the tables, yeah. all you see old is men. age. Yeah, old guys. And that, that I think, are, yeah, obviously between them, they've got decades of experience. And, and it's set yeah. once you realize that these guys are there you know, <laughs> discussing players, you realize why, this, why they is, are old. It is funny too. Some of the reasons why they give a lot—they like went around the table and say, oh, "What are you? Okay, I like really him like, for this." Yeah. And yeah, I really like their reasons. I, I like Perez. He's uh, got a classic swing. It's real clean stroke. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Can't hit the curveball. Well, there's some work to be done. I'll admit that. Yeah, but there is. Uh, he's noticeable. Got an ugly girlfriend. What's that mean? 
Ugly girlfriend means no confidence. Okay. Oh, no, you guys are full of it. Artie is right. This guy's got an attitude. An attitude is good. I mean, it's the kind of guy who walks into a room. His dick has already been there for two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so we must be real it's confident. Classic there, old is that school. Yeah, batting, we're batting weight. Is that the way the term "batting above your weight" is batting above your average? Percent. Yeah. So yeah. Well, now I know where that comes from. But I think Billy Billy's getting uh, he's getting frustrated he's at the so end of the table, and he's thinking, "Look, we uh, this is not business as usual. We need to look at it in another way." The problem we're trying to solve is that there are rich teams and there are poor teams. Then there's fifty feet of crap, and then there's us. It's an unfair game. So this is a key scene. So this sets up how he's trying to establish the fact that we need to do things differently. And he's sort of bumping up against these old guys who sort of have their ways, have their opinions, and are frustrated that they're not being heard. And now we've been gutted. Organ donors for the rich. Boston's taking our kidneys. Yankees taking our heart. And you guys are sitting around talking the same old good body nonsense. Like we're selling jeans. Like we're looking for Fabio. We got to think differently. We are the last dog at the bowl. You see what happens to the runt of the litter? He dies. If we try to play like the Yankees in here, we will lose to the Yankees out there. So it's a, you know what? That audio grab is brilliant because you know try to try to play like the Yankees in here. That's a good line. Yeah. Um, last dog to the bowl. Great yeah. line. Yep. Um, we're an organ donor for the rich teams. They're like gutting it. Yeah, a, it's in itself. That well, little grab yeah. sums, up it sums it up the problem of the Oakland A's. I do love the fact that he says, uh, yeah, like, we're looking for Fabio. And then one of the old blokes after he goes, who's, who's Fabio? Fabio? <laughs> he doesn't know who he's talking yeah. about. But they also talk about uh, replacing Giambi. Is there another first baseman like Giambi? No, not really. No. And if there was, could we afford him? No. Nope. Then what the fuck are you talking about, man? <laughs> So he's uh, he's getting a bit frustrated. Yeah, there, and they're all Mr. sitting there Bean. going, "Dude, what's going yeah, on?" Yeah, yeah. Because the, so they've they've lost like what is it three big players? Three. They, they've lost. But the the other critical thing here is there's no there's not not an ounce of concern among the old scouts around the table, right? And it's because this is not unfamiliar territory. Yeah, they're used to. Um, you know, uh, finding great young players, building them up to be great MLB players and having them poached, right? Yeah. This is how it's worked. This is their their lot in the game. And so this is just another year for them. Oh, we've lost these three, right? What are we going to do? Who yeah. are we going to replace them with? Whereas Billy's looking at it going, boys, what, why are we doing this again? So What's that saying? You keep doing the same thing over and over. Definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over yeah. again, expecting a different result. That's right. That's kind of where he's coming from there, yeah. isn't it? So he heads down to, to see uh, he's someone at the Cleveland Indians. And yeah. they said, look, apparently he's looking for a left-handed reliever. Yeah. And they're negotiating. And this young guy, I think they talked about a player named Garcia. Yes. And this young guy comes over and whispers something into the, the guy, the manager's ear. Yeah. And then he suddenly changes his mind and goes, oh, no, Garcia's a no-go. And, yeah. and Billy saying, what the hell's just happened? Because Billy's have – this is such a weird scene, but I wonder if it's really how it works, where yeah. you've got two uh, general managers sitting opposite each other. And then you've got a bunch of other people from the Indians are in the room. Yeah. And the general manager of the Indians is kind of, when Billy asks the question, he looks around to find out who's going to give him the answer. Yep. And at one point, as you say, he's kind of getting an answer, but then the answer changes because of this kid yeah. whispering something. Yes. And that that's basically a critical moment in the movie. So when he after that meeting, he, I, I like it how he sort of can, comes out and actually looks for this young guy and, uh, and just uh, starts grilling him. Wow, congrats. Thank you. <laughs> 
First job. Whose nephew are you? <laughs> Why does Mark listen to you? <laughs> uh, I don't think... Uh, I don't think he does very often. He just did. Well, in that circumstance, I think he was more listening to Bruce than myself. Mm. Who are you? I'm Peter Brand. I don't give a rat's ass what your name is. What happened in there? What happened in that room? So he's, I think, did you notice at the end of that conversation, he was sort of, uh, um, Peter was looking around thinking, look, I can't talk here. So yeah. he sort of gave him the impression that he's, you've got to remember, that he's in an office he, he's surrounded in a, by in people. He's in an open plan office. Yeah. He's the first day on the job kind of thing. He's yeah. young, he's new. Yeah. And here's this, you know, general manager from the Oakland A's. He's no slash. Yeah, exactly right. Just yeah. happens to he be knows wandering around is. the office on yeah. his way out. <laughs> so I think they meet then in the car yeah, park and uh, he wants a better understanding of what's going on. People who run ball clubs, they think in terms of buying players. Your goal shouldn't be to buy players. Your goal should be to buy wins. And in order to buy wins, you need to buy runs. You're trying to replace Johnny Damon. The Boston Red Sox see Johnny Damon and they see a star who's worth $7.5 million a year. When I see Johnny Damon, what I see is, is an imperfect understanding of where runs come from. The guy's got a great glove. He's a decent leadoff hitter. He can steal bases, but is he worth the seven and a half million dollars a year that the Boston Red Sox are paying him? No. No. Baseball thinking is medieval. They are asking all the wrong questions. And if I say it to anybody, I'm I'm ostracized. I'm 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 a leper, so that's why I'm I'm cagey about this with you. That's why I, I respect you, Mr. Bean, and if you want full disclosure. I think it's a good thing that you got Damon off of your payroll. I think it opens up all kinds of interesting possibilities. And imagine being Billy Bean, who has just lost a big-name player mm. for what is big money and being surrounded by people who are saying, we've lost a great player. Mm. And now he's got this kid who's just said to him, good thing he's good, gone. Well, yeah, yeah, use, yeah. use it to your advantage. Amazing. And, and the yeah. great thing about that scene also is, he, I mean, he finds out he went to, went to Yale. Yale. He, did he went economics, to Yale. He studied but, economics. Yeah. But then Billy Ben just walked out. Like he just leaves, yeah, gets yeah. in the lift and leaves. It's kind of an unresolved yes. meeting. Yeah. Imagine being Peter Brand and standing there going, "What just happened?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, the, the, I love this bit next where it's a bit of a flashback because yeah. Billy Ben is obviously a player. And we see he, that he can run and hit, and they're talking about it. You know, when they the this, talent scout saying, "Essentially, his son has the skills." And, where you yeah. realise that Billy Bean is not just a general manager; he used to be yeah. a player. Yep. He he was essentially the 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 product of those old guys. Yeah. He was seen by someone to be brilliant. They picked him out. They mm. they. I think they avoided him going to Stanford. He had a choice to go yes. to Stanford yep. or play baseball. He was accepted, yeah, there. And, and he had to play for the Mets, didn't he? He cho- he chose not to go to Stanford yeah. and end up playing for the Mets. Yeah. And I think as as we we find out through the game, he he, he wasn't the yeah. brilliant baseball. He didn't really live up to the expectations they had of him. He had he, he, to to Peter Brand's point, he had a great swing, he had the great thing, but he wasn't yeah. it wasn't enough. He wasn't complete enough to get yep. them the runs they needed to win games. Yeah, right. And uh, I, I do like the fact that. When Billy calls Peter oh, back, this yes. is a good conversation where he goes, "Would you have drafted me in the first round?" 
And he says, no, he goes, you'd be a ninth round. I would have drafted you in the ninth round. That's how much he knows the game. Yeah. Incredible, eh? And then he says to him, pack your bags, Pete. I just bought you from the Cleveland Indians. <laughs> so he's recruited. That was his first recruitment of yeah. the season was Pete Brand, Pete not Brand. a player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, for his first day in the office, he's moved him. Uh, he's, he said, look, I've, uh, I asked you to do – I asked for three pa- player evaluations. You asked for three. He gave, <laughs> he gave him 51. 51 in pages, yeah. And then he walks him through – this equation on the whiteboard mm. and then he explains himself about how they can how the number of players the the bias and prejudice against certain players people are overlooked for a variety of biased reasons and, and perceived flaws age appearance personality bill james and mathematics cut straight through that billy of the 20,000 notable players for us to consider I believe that there is a championship team of 25 people that we could afford because everyone else in baseball undervalues them. Like an island of misfit toys. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Island of misfit toys. Can I just say, I love the music. You know, you always Music's talk about the music. Great. Yeah, no, you always good. talk about the yes. music, but I think you, you throb on the big yeah, pumping, the big pumping But thing, this yeah. music in this yeah. is it was, uh, it was subtle, understated. So it was nice. well done. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, I agree yeah, with yeah. you, mate. I, yeah, I do agree with that. Um, and I do like some of the undervalued players that we're talking about, including that pitcher. Remember that pitcher? Yeah, what yeah. a funny throw he and had. It's not un- it's, and yeah. this is the thing. If you watch this movie thinking, that's what the hell's going on? There yeah. are, that happens today. Right. Like one of the, the closing pitchers for, for the Dodgers today, yeah. um, uh, Craig Kimbrell, he, his, his, his approach is like um, Karate Kid. You know Karate Kid? Does it really? This? No, no, <laughs> yeah. but it's not like – it's just like weird the, like the that. Crane what, kick, he, yeah. he, he comes down, like leans down, puts his arms out – and looks yeah, wow. at, and then stands up and does a normal pitch. Yeah, but right. he has this weird That's his little routine. Thing. Yeah, yeah. And there's there's, there's the yeah, there's right. the side armors. It it well, is I weird. As long as you can get it like it's like golfers. Like you see golfers with like Jim Furick. You watch Jim Furick, he's a pro golfer, great yeah, golfer. With a strange he's swing. got the weirdest swing at all. They've described his swing as swinging a snake in a phone box. Have you seen Donald Trump swing a golf club? Yeah, it's pretty ordinary. It's all, no, yeah. but but it goes. But it goes. You know why? Because he can produce it over and over again. That's right. And so yeah. that's the whole idea of golf swing, and and similar with a pitch, I that's guess. It. You've, You've just got to get it in, it in the box. Yeah, yeah, right. Interesting. Um, now we're talking <laughs> about uh, the, he brings in him the into the talent scout. He introduces him to uh, the talent scouts, and they ask, "Oh, who's the kid?" But it's so well yeah, said. Like the old yeah. bloke just goes, "Who's the kid?" Who's the kid? <laughs> He's uh, because because he doesn't answer him there. No, he doesn't answer him. There, there's a point where he walks out of the room and he goes, and it, that's when he said, "The kid's the the new assistant GM." Yeah. It's like, oh, what? <laughs> and he leaves him in the room. This is one of the best scenes in the whole movie. You reckon? And I reckon some of the best lines in it also. Um, and they, they they obviously begin with right who are we going to talk about who do you want to talk about and they all come up with their with their uh, their suggestions but they talk about they talk about is it Jambi then about how yep. they're going to they need to replace him but he says look i think the suggestion was if not replacing him with a player but replacing him in the aggregate Billy, we got 38 home runs and 120 RBIs guys we're still trying to replace Jambi i told you we can't do it we can't do it now, what we might be able to do is recreate him. Recreate him in the aggregate. The what? <laughs> Jambi's on base percentage was 477. Damon's on base, 324. And Almeida's was 291. Add that up and you get. Do you want me to speak? He's pointing to it. <laughs> We're not pointing to you yet. <laughs> 1092. 
divided by three. 364. That's what we're looking for. Three ball players, three ball players whose average OBP is 364. So OBP is on, on base, base percentage. percentage. So it is a really good approach. And they, they then mention because I think the, the the thing that's not explained here, but broadly, you've got a batting average. Like yes. how many times do you hit the ball? Yeah. Right. But hitting the ball. And getting on base are two different things because you can get on base just by getting by you watching get four balls yeah, go you past walked, you. Yeah, right. And so the on base percentage as a statistic was overlooked by by ball clubs at this point because right. it, it didn't mean anything. If you if you weren't hitting, then yeah. who cares? So what this was to do was to reshape the thoughts of these scouts to yeah, say right. we don't care about hitting percentage, we want on base. The next player they suggest was uh, David Justice. Mm. Um, and the other suggestion, though, was uh, a little bit out of left field. Scott Hatterberg. Who? Hatterberg. Exactly. Well, he he sounds like an Oakland A already. Okay. <laughs> yes, he's had a little problem with his elbow. Problem. He can't throw. He's a career 260 hitter. The best part of his career is over. I say it's just getting started. I know Boston wants to cut him, and no one wants to pick him up. That's good for us. He's cheap. Let me get this. Let me get this straight. You're going to get a guy that's been released by half the organizations in professional baseball because he's got non-repairable nerve damage in his elbow, and he can't throw. He can't throw, and he can't field. But what can he do? Oh boy, guys, check your reports, or I'm going to point at Pete. <laughs> get on base. Get gets on, on base. base. So he walks a lot. He gets on base a lot. Do I care if it's a walk or a hit? Fair point. So is, good. It, is that a fair yeah. point? It is. I mean, it, yeah. f- as a as a, a lover of the game, yeah. you know, walks are not a great thing. But when you're trying to – like when I watch my kids play, it's yeah. like, you know what, if, if it's not a good ball, mate, just nothing. let it go past you. Yeah. Get on base, whatever. Yeah, boom. But, you know, that's – again, what a, there are so many lines there in this movie, right? Or, yeah. Who – yeah. See, already sounds like an Oakland A. <laughs> but he explains to him. He says, look, you know, th- I think this is the line that sort of mentions the fact that we've got to be smarter. We've got to think smarter and not work harder on it. You're not going to bring in one, but three defective players to replace Giambi. Is that what I'm hearing? You're not buying into this Bill James bullshit, are you? This is the new direction of the Oakland A's. We are card counters <laughs> at the blackjack table. And we're going to turn the odds on the casino. That's a good description a good, too. That's exactly. brilliant. Yeah, yeah, I reckon that that's got Aaron Sorker in it. Because all over the that casino line. in this case yeah. is every ball club. Because yeah. there is this whole I don't know if, how real it is that they just pick up the phone and they ring each other yeah. and stuff. But but you know there is this whole trading yeah. of players. It's yeah, a no. whole thing, right? Absolutely. It's, yeah, yeah. So it's uh, interesting how we see though. Uh, next thing we see Scott Hatterberg sitting at home. Yeah. And uh, he gets a phone call. Hello. Scott. Yes. It's Billy Bean of the Oakland A's. Yes. Can we talk? Uh, yeah. Do you want to let us in? Uh, pardon me? We're out front. <laughs> what? On the curb. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they just turn up and decide they to call just turn up. That's such a cool <laughs> thing to do, though. Yeah. Like, it's so old school because the just home phone is just to, just to ring someone and say, yeah. can we can we catch up? <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. Open I'm the door, I'm then. Open your door, yeah. <laughs> wow. And they uh, have a discussion. About, he used to be a catcher. Yes. And they say, look, he's, he can't throw. He's apparently his elbow's stuck. Because the, the, the catcher, you know, obviously yeah. is sitting behind the ball getting thrown at you. And yeah. then the reason you need to throw is because you've got to be able to catch it and then throw to first throw to or first. second yeah, to, of course. you know, to yeah. get the out. So you can't throw. If you're a catcher, you can't throw. You're just not a catcher anymore, are you? So they tell him, "Look, you're not, you're not being, uh, you're not going to be playing catcher anymore." And uh, they give him another opportunity. I've only ever 
played catcher. Scott, you're not a catcher anymore. If you were, our call wouldn't have been the only one you got when your contract expired. Yeah, hey, listen, no, I I appreciate it. You're welcome. But the thing, the thing is, is uh, you don't know how to play first base. Scott? That's right. It's not that hard, Scott. Tell him, Wash. It's incredibly hard. <laughs> hey, anything worth doing is. And we're going to teach you. <laughs> he's gone so it's he's incredibly brought, hard. He's brought along one of, the, one of the coaching team, one of the scouts, and he's like, this is ridiculous. Oh, that's funny. What are we doing here? Yeah. That guy's face, yeah. that guy's mannerisms <laughs> were the best. He was one of the guys in the room here before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, next thing we see, we find out, of course, he's divorced. He's at his ex-wife's house. Which is a mansion. Yeah, really. The bloke who's doing pretty well, who's uh, who's married his ex-wife. Who, who straight up yeah. you hate. Yeah. Like, that guy is actually Spike Johns. He's actually really? a director. Yeah. Oh. Academy Award nominated director. Okay. Uncredited in the movie. That guy. Yeah, <laughs> the Sp- Spike Johns. He's a director. Um, and they talk about how they've lost three players and all of that. And th- they also bring up a point where the daughter... Uh, has a phone already? She's yeah. only twelve. And he has a cell phone at twelve. What do you mean? And and the, they have a conversation like the, yeah. the stepdad. You want to call him that? Yeah. You know, they talk about it being you know a, a decision. And he's like, yeah, decision for her, her mum and me. Not yeah, like he's exactly, like, dude, yeah. you stay out of this. He wants to establish to. So he's the, not the, happy we're in with charge. the yeah, with yeah. the new world relationship. I do like that. The next scene. So this obviously, oh, his yeah. daughter comes and they 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 head to the uh, the music store, and there she's trying out uh, different guitars, and she says, look, why don't you? Sing a little song for your dad. Yeah, this is good. I'm just a little bit caught in the middle. Life is a maze and love is a riddle. I don't know where to go. Can't do it alone. I've tried and I don't know why. I'm just a little girl lost in the moment. I'm so scared, but I don't show it. I can't figure it out. It's bringing me down. I know I've got to let it go. Just enjoy the show. Wow. That was young Keris Dorsey, who you may have seen, Ray Donovan. Ray Donovan's daughter. Yes. Now, when the director, Bennett Miller, was so impressed with that with that performance mm. that she sang that in the movie, said, right, you're going to sing that in the movie, even though it doesn't, at the time that these events happened, that song wasn't out yet. That song was released in 2008. This this movie was supposed to be two thousand and one too. Oh, so, see, I never, see that. Yeah, I'm I'm with the director there. I didn't even know it was a real song. I, I just well, thought, it is. In fact, let me tell you about the song. Right, it's by an Australian artist. Wow, Lenka wrote that song back in uh, two thousand eight, and it was for her, from her self titled and inaugural album, Lenka, Aussie artist. I I'm going to look it up now, but yeah. I also love the fact, and you don't you don't get enough appreciation for this. I think the movie industry don't that that's a that's a that's an amazing thing for a director to think, geez, that was really good. But the song wasn't released in 2001. Can we really do it? Because for, you know, yeah. but in the end, let's yeah. be honest, this is not a, you know, this is not a biopic. This yeah. is, this has factual errors in it. Yeah. So, but so, you know, yeah, well, why not? I think, yeah, for all the narcs out there thinking, no, it wasn't out, the movie wasn't, the, the song Imagine wasn't released. saying that. Yeah, but no, that, that was an interesting <laughs> yeah, choice nice. of music, though. We see another little bit of a flashback of Billy Bean's career here now. Yeah. So we see 84, he's with the Mets, didn't pan out. 87, he's sort of thinking, what the hell am I doing? 89, sort of no confidence, What, what what's going on with his career? So we sort of know that he was a, he was a player of promise. Yeah. Who, let's, it's fair to say, didn't quite deliver on that which, promise. Which, and, which closes the loop on this whole drama with scouts. Yes. You know, the scouts yeah. picked him. 
He yeah. didn't fulfil his promise, and he ended yeah. up being a, a, a back office. Well, player. it's interesting that that flashback scene comes before this next scene because he's at the A's office, and one of the scouts then fronts him to ask, ask to talk to him about what's going on. Major League Baseball and its fans, they're going to be more than happy to throw you and Google Boy under the bus if you keep Google doing Boy. what you're doing here. You don't put a team together with a computer, Billy. No? No. Baseball isn't just numbers. It's not science. If it was, then anybody could do what we're doing, but they can't because they don't know what we know. They don't have our experience and they don't have our intuition. Okay. Billy, you got a kid in there that's got a degree in economics from Yale. You got a scout here with 29 years of baseball experience. You You're listening to the wrong one. Now, there are intangibles that only baseball people understand. You're discounting what scouts have done for 150 years, even yourself? Adapt or die. This is about you and your shit, isn't it? 20 years ago, some scout got it wrong. Whoa. Okay. Now you're going to declare war okay. on the whole system. Okay, okay, my turn. You don't have a crystal ball. You can't look at a kid and predict his future any more than I can. I've sat at those kitchen tables with you and listened to you tell those parents. When I know, I know. And when it comes to your son, I know. And you don't. That kind of sums yeah. up. So he, he knows firsthand that that's, this is, that's happening. Uh, eh? You know, he's, he's sat on both sides of the table. He's, yeah. been, he's been the recipient of that conversation that oh. says you're going to be a star sign here, don't go to Stanford. Yeah. And he's convinced, he's sat with this dude who has convinced parents to let their kids go. Major League Baseball thinks the way I think. You're not going to win. And I'll give you a nickel's worth of free advice. You're never going to get another job when shot fires you after this catastrophic season you're about to set us all up for. And you're going to have to explain to your kid why you're working at Dick's Sporting Goods. So, yeah, he put, puts it out. I like how that scene ended. Mm. He said to him, he goes, look, I'm not going to fire you. And then he sort of puts his arm on him. He goes, well, now I will. Yeah. Remember how he sort of he grabbed yeah. him? He, he, yeah. he sort of it's actually assaulted him almost. Yeah. He grabbed his arm. He goes, oh, now I will. Yeah. It's, See you later. Because essentially yeah. it's one of those things where you've got this young general manager and this yeah. old school guy who thinks, yeah. you know, he's he's invincible and he needed to make a point. Yeah. So next thing we see is spring training. We see Chad Bradford, David Justice. Giambi still there. Is he? So he's there's been a, his there's a, there's a bro, there's Oh, a his brother. Sorry, Jeremy, yeah. Jeremy Giambi. Scott Hatterberg's there. And Scott is uh, talking about first base and how he lacks he's lacking in confidence. And Which is a like, weird, like it's him, a weird time, thing yeah. as a as, as a non-playing sports fan. Um, you kind of go, mate. You, how do you not know how first base works? But I guess it'd be like saying to a halfback, yeah. "Can you play winger?" Yeah. Or you know, you have an idea, but it's you just, know how it works. Yeah, like I know in league, there's specialist positions, like you know, halfback, hooker. And I don't know yeah. how real all this is at all because yeah. I've only watched the movie. But yeah. um, you know, going from ca- see first base, the most important thing about first base is catching the catching, ball. Yeah. So actually, it's the perfect move for a catcher. Right. Of course, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, all you, absolutely. All, all you yeah. gotta do is be be in the right spot. Makes sense. By the way, my son's a first baseman. Is that right? Good on him. Yeah. Is his name Scott Hatterberg? No, Scott. Call him Scott. <laughs> uh, anyway, opening day, uh, they're interviewing the new players. There, I think Bradford's there saying, "Look, thanks for the opportunity." And then I think with this, is when he tells uh, Pete, he goes, "Let's go." He goes, "I don't watch games." <laughs> he says, "Let's get out of here." He leaves. They listen in the gym. He goes in the gym, and yeah. uh, Pete's in there entering some stats and. 
Um, the the coach the coach uh, this is the first of a few scenes where they're discussing players and there's obviously and I, a friction there. And I think there. I think this is where people who are non baseball fans or non sports yeah. fans will get an instant appreciation for the fact that the general manager can build a team, yeah, but the coach gets to or the manager gets to choose how the team is played, right? And that's the that's the disparity between these two people now. That's yeah. the problem with this with this yeah. current arrangement. No point having a, uh, a a plan if the if all parties aren't in on it. It is Billy yeah. Bean's biggest problem right yeah. now. Yeah, this is uh, he's got some opposition here. Now here back to the talkback radio, and with, that's for the first time we hear it Moneyball mentioned. Uh, but yeah, that's true, yeah. But the the other caller says look, it's like they bought a ticket on the Titanic. Is what such, that was you're described. right though. It is such yeah. a great way yeah. to bring the sentiment of the Absolutely, of the fans yeah. of the community. There's without, a few movies like that. Because how? Like, Remember Friday Night Lights was like that. Remember yeah. we did Friday Night Lights. Why? Yeah. What else are you going to do? You're going to yeah. you're going to cut to the stands and have some actors yeah. talk about the team and get annoyed. No, just play some talkback yeah. radio. So uh, they're about to go on the road, and I think this is the conversation they have where Billy tells Peter, says, look, you know what? You're going to have to learn to cut people sometimes. Yeah. What the hell are you talking about? I don't know. I don't know. I shouldn't have – I'm not going to do this. I don't th- – I think this is stupid. I'm not going to fire anybody, and this is dumb. They're professional ball players. Just be straight with them. No fluff, just facts. Pete, I got to let you go. Jack's office will handle the details. That's it. That's it. <laughs> but that, uh, we see later that it's actually easy. That, that it's is real. It's, and, it's and so again, cut and dry. The, the point here is that's what happens. See, it doesn't happen in many other sports, no. right? You don't just walk up to someone at an NRL club and say, you're gone. You're playing for someone else tomorrow. Like you could, There is a point in this game, in, in this movie, yeah. where a player yeah. walks that in night. that <laughs> night and plays. You know, that's how it can be. Yeah, yeah. But then they move. I think they think they're on the road. And so yes. Pete's on the road. He's got his laptop He's on got the his plane, laptop, yeah. big, fat laptop. And there's a there's one of the new guys. I think it's David Justice, Justice yeah, sitting yeah. next to him. He's saying, well, how come you're charging a dollar for sodas? Yeah. Did he expect free soda in the, in well, the locker room? At, at, at wherever he came from, the Yankees or something. They, they got money. <laughs> you know, it would have been free soda. They would have just right, you know, walked up, right, press a button, and there'd be free soda. I get it now. Okay. It'd be like going from working at Google yeah. to working at anywhere yeah. else. Somewhere where else. Where you've no... actually got to go to a cafe and buy your drink. Yeah, you've got to pay for stuff. Yeah, well, okay. Uh, he, good scene here. He picks up his daughter. Now, yeah. at this point, uh, Oakland has lost 14 of their last 17 games. Yeah. So the feeling is uh, that the experiment has failed. Yeah. And uh, they're, they're trying to say, I think, that, look, the game's not about stats. The game's about people. Uh, they're talking about uh, calling for Billy Bean's head. And the daughter's actually a little bit worried about it. And she expresses that a bit later mm. in the movie. But uh, they, he has another meeting with the owner. And he says, look, the owner says to him, look, I believe in what you're doing. We believe what you're doing. Um, but Which is important, right? Stay on the math that they're choosing. Yeah. yeah. But then I think they convince him. Like they – Pete's there with him and yeah. he's like – make you know, he Explaining makes a prediction. That, yeah. He says, you know what? By July, we yeah. can be within seven games of first. There you go. But all of this uh, in our minds as the viewer is going, but how are you going to get them on the field? Like. Yeah. You got the problem with the coach, so yes. it still battles away. It's a struggle for yeah. sure. This is another little cool little scene with the daughter where they're making dessert, and the daughter says, "Look, yeah, Daddy, I've heard about what they're saying about you in the media, and yeah. you know, will, will we will we have to move away if you lose your job?" And he convinced her, "Look, look, there's no problem. This sort of this is building up the whole." 
He's under pressure. There's pressure yes. out there. And he's sort of trying to say, look, calm the farm. I'll, I'll and be also, right. it yeah. feels a bit, bit disingenuous, really, because it's like, you know what? Uh, he's just explained to Pete that a baseballer needs to appreciate the fact that he might yeah. change jobs immediately yes. any day. Same could be for him. Like, he probably should have been a bit more honest with his. She's 12. Yeah. She's kind of mature enough to have this conversation. He should have said, look, of course, at any point, um, the owner could pull the pin, but I've met with him. He has faith, so we're mm. going to keep pushing along. I just felt like this was weirdly scripted. That's all. Next thing we see is the, one of the first conversations about who he, who the coach should start. Yeah. Diane Wright, Justice DHing, Penny on the bench, Hatterberg at first, and anyone but Mags first out of the pen. You want Penny on the bench? That's right. So you can play Hat. Pena is not only the best first baseman on the roster, he's the only first baseman on the <laughs> roster. Hattie gets on base more than Pena. In fact, 20% more. And his fielding? His fielding does not matter. Well, I've heard enough of this conversation. Have you? And I, uh, I disagree with you, plain and simple. Moreover, I'm playing my team in a way that I can explain in job interviews next winter. So he's thinking... Because earlier be in the movie, he talked about yeah. the fact that he can't coach on a one-year deal. He wanted a longer yes. deal, etc. Yes, he did. So yes. he's expressed his, you know, yeah. concern about his own contractual yeah. situation. Now he's been lumped with this rubbish team. So he's like, dude, I'm just going to play whatever I think I can explain to people. Mm, That's absolutely. what you've done. Yeah, absolutely right. But uh, they've lost another game, and here's a scene I like too, where Billy's hearing the music coming oh, out of yeah. the locker room here, and he he walks in there and storms in. It's losing fun. Is losing fun. No. What are you having fun for? He throws the ice bucket across the room. He so smashes is, the stereo. He's, ser- he's, he's serious about it. He's got a baseball bat in his head. It's the though, first yeah. time that, because again, a general manager I don't think is ever in the locker room. Like that's. Yeah. This is the this is the disconnect. Well, we do, we there's a scene later with Justice where he says, "Look, I've never seen a GM like you." He goes, "That's because you've never seen an ex-player be a GM. So yeah. He's an ex-player. Yeah. Normally, a GM is some some dude yeah. who's never played the game. So this is the first time we've seen yeah. them get g'd up about yeah. actually trying to get some results. That's it. Next scene: the daughters at the airport um, leaving, and the dad's there. Billy, Mister Bean, is there with the daughter. Now, here's an interesting little fact, though. Yeah. The movie took place right after nine eleven. Uh-huh. So he wouldn't actually be able to go to the gate with the daughter. Remember, at the time they they no. weren't allowed through security in uh, okay. at that point. So That's just a little little seriously. bit, of, a little That's... bit. Of a, he wouldn't have been able you to escort her nerds through the are gate. Annoying. Yeah. You really take the fun well, out of movies. That's just, what I think. Just just trying to point <laughs> it out, mate. Back in the office, uh, Ed Wade is on the phone, and it's all about trading Giambi. And I like this sort of back and forth. They sort of take yeah. a minute and t- see what you're doing. Don't He's make ringing another manager saying, "I want this." Yeah. You do that. Bum. It's great. So uh, yeah. Then look. The, then the the conversation wheels around to Pena. Pena is an all star, okay. And if you dump him and this Hatterberg thing doesn't work out the way that we want it to, you know this is this is the kind of decision that gets you fired. It is. Yes, you're right. I may lose my job, in which case I'm a 44-year-old guy with a high school diploma and a daughter I'd like to be able to send to college. You're 25 years old with a degree from Yale and a pretty impressive apprenticeship. I don't think we're asking the right question. I think the question we should be asking is, do you believe in this thing or not? I do. 
So that really Simple upped the stakes, that. didn't it? Like Pete T said to him, "Look, if this doesn't work, you're done." Yeah. So the, 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 it's it's like literally he's all in. He's pushed all his chips yep. to the middle of the table. Yep. And so said, it's right. like it's like Billy Bean at this point goes, "Hang on a minute, let's just triple confirm here. Are we?" On the right path, are we all in on this? And like you say, pushes the chips in. Because this is the point where you've got to remember, he's now plotting to take away from the manager who won't play yeah. the right. He's taking yeah, away yeah, the yeah. players he does want to play. Yeah. And then he, I think he says to Pete, mate, you got to go and tell him to pack go his bags. Go tell him to pack, yeah. So he tells Pena to pack this his bags. And it's a really well, this was it's a great, great scene. Where Pena's, he goes, Pete walked in, he goes, look, you've been traded. Uh, this da, da, da. And then... I love I love how the actor playing uh, Pena, Pena, he sort of looks at the piece of paper and he looks at Pete for a long time. He's looking at him, doesn't say anything, and then he says, is that it? And then he grabs his stuff as if to say, right, Kate, cool. I'm See out. you later. Done. And then I love how when he walks out, Pete goes, oh, he exhales. Like, he's it's, relief. Like, it's like, oh, hang yeah. on a minute. It's relief and it's also... Yeah. Bloody hell, it's, he was it's right. Reality. Yeah, it, it's it, reality. That really is that easy. Absolutely That's all you've got to right. do. Absolutely right. But the, <laughs> but, but the, genuinely, one of my yeah. favourite scenes in this whole movie yes, is this bit right here. He's talking to the coach about Pena again. All right, you got a minute? Yeah. <laughs> Take a seat. You can't start Pena first tonight. You'll have to start Hatterberg. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to go 15 rounds, Billy. The lineup card is mine, and that's all. Okay, the lineup card is definitely yours. I'm just saying you can't start paying it first. Well, I am starting him at first. I don't think so. He plays for Detroit now. You traded Pena. <laughs> <laughs> he plays for Detroit now. Such That's an awesome. awesome. Like wow. it's a, it's a, <laughs> mate, it's a big dick move, right? Wow. So because wow. he's traded, he's traded the guy that plays first base, and so Hatterberg has to be played now. And then Giambi walks in, yeah, sits down, and he goes, "Mate, yeah. you've been traded as traded well." To the Phillies. See you later. <laughs> you are. I like out what of the coach skin. says. The coach says you are outside your mind. That's what he <laughs> yeah, says. That's it. Outside your mind. Yes. Line. Uh, Billy's addressing the team. Uh, he says, look, you know, you might not look like a winning team, but you are one. So they're sort of trying to uh, G them up a little bit. Beep. I love this bit where Pete and Billy talking to them about stats. They're sort of yeah. really diving into, the, like, if you do this, if you throw this, if you let this go, and they're sort of working through, okay, yeah, okay, that might work. Yeah. And then he has his little conversation with Justice. Yes. No, man, I ain't paying you seven. <laughs> Yankees are paying half your salary. That's what the New York Yankees think of you. They're paying you three and a half million dollars to play against them. Where are you going with this, Billy? David, you're 37. How about you and I be honest about what each of us want out of this? I want to milk the last ounce of baseball you got in you. And you want to stay in the show. Let's do that. I'm not paying you for the player you used to be. I'm paying you for the player you are right now. You're smart. You get what we're trying to do here. Make an example for the younger guys. Be a leader. You can do that? All right. I got you. I got you. We're cool? We're cool. It's a great meeting because... It's it's a come to Jesus meeting for for justice. Yeah, 
and and well, he's sort of it's a tr- truth telling because it's a like, slap in the face yeah. to have that whole the Yankees are playing are paying, paying you to play salary, against yeah. to, to yeah. play against them, and then it's actually a relief I would have thought for him to be told that he actually doesn't want him to be the player that he was five years ago. He, yeah. He's not expecting him to hit twenty five home runs. Yeah. He just wants him to get on base yeah, and be a leader. He mentioned uh, to be like a mentor for the younger yeah. players and yeah. stuff. Yeah, well, that's important. It's great. That actor who played David Justice is actually Stephen Bishop, a former pro baseball player. Oh, right. Yeah. He was a career minor leaguer. He was a Braves prospect, and his nickname, would you believe, was Young Justice ah. due to his, uh, his resemblance to uh, David wow. Justice. Yeah, there you go. Uh, next thing we see is uh, there's a funny little scene between Justice and uh, Scott Hatterberg. And he's talking about, um, you know, what, what, how's it go, how's it going? What's, how are you going with this? And he goes, yeah, it's coming along. He goes, what's your greatest fear? He goes, ah, oh, the ball being hit in my general direction. He goes, no, seriously. He goes, yeah, the ball being hit in my general direction. And Justice is eating like Cheetos or <laughs> something, and he's so- like, <laughs> and he walks away and says, okay, good luck with that. Uh, Chris Pratt plays Which this is really like well. Saying, he does it's it well. like saying to a front rower in the NRL, what's your greatest fear? Yeah. Being yeah. hit. Players running at Players me. running yeah, yeah, at yeah, me. Yeah, no, incredible. Yeah, it's funny. It's funny. Billy, I love this sex scene where he's he's chatting with Scott. He says, yeah. "Look, you know, sort of coaching the players, and he he sort of gives him a, a a little tip on on how he can play. Be social out there. Social, social, like a greeter at the Gap. Guy steps into your office, chat him up. You're well read. You went to school. <laughs> yeah. Have some fun. Relax. Everyone wants to attack. Quit trying to attack." Let the game come to you, man. There's no clock on this thing. This is a war of attrition. If I take more, I could even take a few strikes, but I'll, I'll get walked more. You get on base, we win. You don't, we lose. And I hate losing, Chavi. I hate it. I hate losing more than I even want to win. And there's a difference. So good. Yeah. Because this is uh, now, this is where yeah. it escalates, right? Yeah. This is where you've kind of got this essential transition in the movie where yeah. Billy's Things now are starting to click. He's forced the hand of the manager. He's yeah. forced the team into the Moneyball style. Yep. And things are starting to click because it's done really nicely with, you know, flashes of yes, play. Yes, like a montage, yeah. A bit of really an old school uh, graphics, not yep. not modern stuff. It's it's like, you know, just dot matrix style printer stuff where it's just, you know, yep. the Oakland A's are moving up the ladder and that kind of stuff. Seven wins in a row they had at one they point. They think they throw up yeah. headlines and stuff, don't they? Yes, from they newspapers? Do, yeah. Yeah. So Billy, you find he's sort of getting closer to the team. But then they come to the 2002 trade deadline and yep. they're sort of making their moves. They're talking about all Benifro, Eckerton, Rincon. They're talking about him and they end up getting him. He calls the owner. <laughs> How's this? He calls the owner. He goes, look, I need another 225000 for Rincon. And he goes, no, I can't get it. He goes, okay, well, I'll do it. I'll pay for it myself. But I'll keep the profit of when we sell him. The money I make comes to me. Yeah, is that how it works in, yeah. the, in baseball? Yeah, I mean that. So it's, yeah. it's a you know it's essentially Billy saying, "Look, I believe in this guy. Yeah. So I want this guy so much, and I believe he's I'll worth more so much that I'll pay the extra that I need. But I get to. It's like you know profiteering. Yeah. Uh, it's brilliant. It's like it's selling stock. Business you know, yeah, yeah, you sell yeah, it. You exactly. make money. Yeah. yeah. But then the streak happens here. Yeah. So there they go. Twelve straight wins. Then fourteen wins. Sixteen. It's um, the biggest story in sport at the time. And yeah. it was the first time in 71 years where they had 17 wins. Yep. And then they get up to 18 and then 19. So that's an American League record right there. Yeah. Uh, and then we think we see that I think he gets a call from his ex-wife saying, look, you know, re- reassuring yeah. him, saying, you know what, you've done such a good job here. Uh, that was pretty cool. Billy watching the game again, not at the stadium, but watching it from yeah. inside <laughs> the stadium. 
Um, and then at the the game, which would bring up the twentieth win. Yeah. So this is Hatterberg up to plate, and he gets up there, and what does he do? Home run, baby! Home run. Hits yeah. a home run. Now, in reality, okay, according uh, to the book, yeah, the bat that he used in the walk-off homer was made by a company he did not have a deal with. So he was supposed to bat in the in that game, mm. but had to borrow a bat from someone, a teammate earlier, grabbed it on his way out to pinch hit. When he after he hit that home run, he actually got fined for not using the right bat. <laughs> Can you believe it? He used a different brand bat. They'd be filthy. Yeah. So back in the lead here. What I love too here is they actually combine real footage with the movie. So they oh, have yeah, real, no, that's really real well footage done. from the game. Yep. So they hit their 20-game winning streak. Yep. Now, the Oakland A's set a new American League record for consecutive wins with 20. But yep. the all-time major league record is 26, 26 yeah. set by the New York Giants in 1916. Yeah. And by the that? way, yeah. just for context, yeah. it's bloody – it's it's big deal. Like the yeah. Dodgers got to think 12, no, 13 a couple of weeks ago. Yep. And it was like, this is epic. Wow. You know, and it was, it was never going to continue because that's just crazy. Yeah. So you can, like, like it is yeah. remarkable. It is a remarkable achievement. So when you talk about uh, the rec, what, the, without, take ties, you know, if you get games are tied. If you take the ties out, the record actually belongs to the 2017 Cleveland Indians who had 22 straight wins. Right. Rather than twenty straight non-losses. You know, well, there's no ties anymore. Yeah, they, they play oh, really? okay. yeah. There you go. So anyway, uh, he's uh, Billy. I think he says here. Look, if if we don't win the last game of the series, this is great. Yeah, this but is if we don't wonderful. win the last game, it means nothing. Which is the right yeah. attitude. So have, he's right? so such a realist. If you don't win the last game of the season, yeah. then what's the point? So we get to the 2002 ALDS. Do you know that stands for? American, American League, League Divisional, Divisional Series. Divisional Series. It's elimination. They're up against the Minnesota Vikings. Minnesota Vikings? Are they a baseball team? No. I thought they were an NFL team. It's the Minnesota Minnesota. Twins. I think that might be my blue there. Uh, yeah. They're up against Minnesota's baseball team. Yeah. Not, not necessarily twins, the Vikings. Right? Yeah, yeah. The Twins, there you go. Yeah. I don't know why I wrote Vikings in there because that's probably the NFL team. Uh, and anyway, Billy, Billy gets a call. And you see he's in a car heading to Fenway. Did you notice this? Yeah. Fenway Park? Yeah. So with in that elimination game, they lose that, don't they? They lost that. Yeah. We, we see that later. They sort of they've, they've changed the order. Essentially, it's yeah. all well and good, but yeah. they did still they get didn't make it to yeah. the to the they, World Series. But to get there, they did well. But we find out though that he's he's in, in, at Fenway. Um, and apparently the they only had one day to shoot that scene of, of Billy Bean visiting Fenway Park. Yeah, right. So uh, and it was a rainy day that day. Did you know, it was raining. Yeah. And um, it was kept in kept in the movie. That's the only chance we've got. It's raining, but still, let's go. It looked with amazing. It. Yeah. So he has a meeting, uh, and he's offered a new contract. So this is the boss of the Red Sox now. Yeah. And I love I love this he how he explains how well Billy did that year. For forty one million. You built a playoff team. You lost Damon, Giambi, Isringhausen, Pena, and you won more games without them than you did with them. You won the exact same number of games that the Yankees won, but the Yankees spent 1.4 million per win, and you paid 260,000. Mm. <laughs> That's amazing, stat, isn't it? And, and I think, yeah. again, for context, and I think what's good about this is the movie doesn't play on the result of the year. It talks yeah. about just the result of the team, you know, yeah. because they, the MLB postseason is uh, 
uh, ALDS, which is the divisional series. Yep. Then there's the championship series. So yep. you've got four divisions. Then you go to the championship, and then you go to the World Series. So, so there's a few did, steps. They didn't even make it the close way off. to yeah, the World yeah, Series. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, I understand that now. Uh, but we we see when he, he comes back to the office, yep. and Pete Pete catches up with him, and uh, he wants to find out how it went. How's Boston? Impressive. Did Henry make you a good offer, at least? Doesn't matter. What was it? Doesn't matter. What was it? Doesn't matter. What was it? <laughs> he hands over a piece of paper. Which is a big deal. That makes you the highest paid GM in the history of sports. So? So what? You know, I made one decision in my life based on money. And I swore I would never do it again. You're not doing it for the money. No? No. You're doing it for what the money says. And it says what it says to any player that makes big money. That they're worth it. So, yeah. he. Uh, we don't know what he's going to do at that point. And next thing we see is that uh, he tells a story about a player who came out and hit, hit, the, hit a ball, didn't realize he hit a home run. Did you see this oh, bit? Oh, it's such a yeah. great because yeah. he he's sitting in the video room, isn't yes. he? Yeah. And he says, uh, and he's like, "Watch this!" And Billy's like, "I don't want to watch a bloody tape." And he goes, "No, no, you got to watch this." Yeah. And it's this big fat dude, yes, who falls over like a goose at first base and thinks, "Oh, I'm an idiot." Yeah. Um, but then everyone's cheering because the he's ball hit, went over, mate. You got to run. You got to touch every base. <laughs> Unreal. So good. Uh, but he says, "Pete, you're a good egg. I'll call you." Um. And we still don't know what he's going to do at this point. Yeah. Uh, but he's driving. The very last scene is him driving and he's listening to his daughter made a recording yeah. of the song, which is beautiful. Actually. beautiful. She's singing her yep. song. And then at the end, that's the end of the movie. And then we see they up, bring in, up, the up titles, in the, yeah. the titles and it says that he turned down the Red Sox offer of $12.5 million to stay with the Oakland A's. Wow. Two years later, the Red Sox won <coughs> World's, the World Series, the first World Series since 1918, after embracing the Oakland A's methods. How do you like them apples? Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. 12.5 12.5. Doing very well. But he didn't take it. No. So I think he'd be on a bit less that. But um, let's move on to some of the uh, – there's a couple of good lines here. Yep. This is one line, I think, uh, that he describes to uh, Billy talking to Pete about how he should do things when he's cutting players and whether – it's an interesting little metaphor. Would you rather get a bullet to the head or five to the chest and bleed to death? <laughs> Are those my only two options? <laughs> so he's obviously saying, <laughs> you'd rather get it out of the way quick or just make it last yeah. longer? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's another really cool line about, uh, I'll just let it, I'll just play it. It's a great line. Let them make the mistakes. And when, when your enemy's making mistakes, don't interrupt them. <laughs> yeah. Good line. Good line. Alrighty, let's talk about things. The well, let's talk film v reality first, okay? Film okay, v yeah, reality. So, so, and this is great because yes. I've never researched this. I've okay. never looked at this. Let I, me let me enlighten yeah. you. Okay. Now, Billy Bean was portrayed in the movie. He's a divorcee, right? Right. He was single, single dad. Yeah. In real life, he had he'd already remarried, huh. and um, 
the scenes there were scenes shot with a woman, uh, an actress, uh, Catherine Morris, as his second wife, Tara. Right. But they didn't. They didn't make the cut. They uh, they inc- they included. They're in the extras on the Blu-ray. The deleted right. scenes. But uh, during but during the movie, he's wearing a wedding ring as well. You may have noticed. Uh, yeah, yeah. I did, yeah. Yeah. Now here we go. The film is very well known for taking a bit of license with real events. I assumed as yes. much, to be honest. Number one, <coughs> Art Howe, the coach, yep. portrayed in the film as being a bit against him, yep. was actually on board with the concept. Oh, shit. was on board from the beginning, especially wow. after Hatterberg became the regular first baseman. So but, he was on board. But did he become the first baseman after Pena I, was axed? I don't know, but he was so on that's board. That's critical. He was on board. <laughs> anyway, speaking of Pena, Carlos Pena was not a Rookie of the Year candidate didn't receive that consideration until he was traded to the Tigers where his performance improved. So he became a better player when he left the Oakland A's. The film did not focus on the fact that the A's had probably one of the best defensive infields in the league. They had a very good infield. Makes a big difference. That helped them, uh, considering their top three pitches really relied on ground outs. What's a ground out? Where the... Where, where like the, you hit the ball into yeah. the ground and, and someone grabs it and throws and it to throws first it back. and you're out. There yeah? you it. Boom. Um, because it's an interesting one, right? In baseball, the most important position in baseball is yeah. the pitcher. Yeah. Yeah, and this right. was this was not even a part of the, yeah. the consideration, they had good pitches. Right? They had good pitches. Yeah. Yeah, right. uh, how's this? The scouts in the film are made out to be old, out of touch, but actually they had one of the best minor league farm systems in the league. In the uh, league. So they had a good minor league yep. feeder, yeah. feeder system. Boston did use a Moneyball concept to win the World Series in 2004 oh. and 2007. They still had the second highest payroll in the league behind the Yankees, proving that Moneyball is good for the roster, but high-paid stars are still the key. Yeah, right. Yeah. Because, Things, look, because uh, I look at it and go, the game hasn't changed dramatically. Because, yeah, right. Like, yeah. you know, I look at... I look at the pitch, like pitch, uh, Dodgers pitcher gets twenty three million a year or something. Wow. They just re-signed one of our players, like a first uh, third baseman or something, thirteen million dollars for a oh, year. Won't wow, you? That's wow. Pretty, yeah, that's good money, isn't it? Yeah. Things you might not know. There was uh, the budget was limited, so they didn't have money to shoot in all the stadiums that the Oakland A's visited. Right. So they shot it all at Dodger Stadium. Get it up. was dressed up as eight different ballparks. There you go. The one. The one stadium. The film's original director, would you believe, was Steve Soderbergh. And his, he's, he's made some other films. He's like big. This. He made Ocean's Eleven. Ah. But his intention, though, was to have real ball players portraying themselves in the movie, ah. which would have been a bit hard. Columbia Pictures went, nah, mate. The script was rewritten and the new director hired actors instead. So his so original, why did Soderbergh... He wanted real act, real baseball and so he, players. So he pulled the pin and went, no, will, out the Columbia pitcher said, no, thanks. We'll, we'll take it from here. Oh. So that's where the new director came in. Wow. Uh, the A's won the AL West again in 2012 yep. with the lowest payroll in Major League Baseball and a record setting 54 wins by rookie pitchers. <laughs> that scene, fans look back on that scene and call it Moneyball 2. 2. <laughs> is that season. Uh, did you notice during the second staff meeting, if you look closely, there's a nameplate on the backboard yeah. that says Pratt C typed on it. Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt is one of the actors. That was one of the, the nameplates. Ah, 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 ah. When uh, Did you notice this, that when Billy Bean visits Fenway Park, there are the Red Sox championship banners from 2004 and 2007 visible? 
Oh, really? Yes, even though the movie <laughs> takes place in 2002. Also, the seats above the green monster, you know, the big scoreboard, yeah. are visible, even though they, they, weren't, they weren't there till the 2003. Oh, God. Yeah. Jeez, that we can be narcs, we can't we? Can. Yes, we can. But that's our that's Moneyball. It's I, a great I enjoyed, movie. I enjoyed that chat, uh, mate. I'm, I can expect a solid wrap-up and a solid rating here from you, it too. It won't surprise you to know <laughs> this is a 9.5 out of 10 for me. 9.5, boom. Um, yeah. Oh, you know what? Not just because it's a baseball movie. You know, that is definitely swaying me. But I actually think that Brad Pitt and Jonah Hill yeah. were remarkable. Fantastic. Like Brad Pitt Played off each other well. Yeah. I, I have a new appreciation for Brad Pitt through this movie yeah. because if you watch an Ocean's Eleven and then you watch this, you realise this guy's acting. He's a great like, actor. Yeah, you he's know, a great just, actor. Uh, uh, the tongue, like an accent, yeah. you know, just little stuff like the chewing tobacco and stuff in this movie. So yeah, well I noticed that they spit down in cups and stuff. That's what, yeah, yeah. yeah, they still do. That's it. baseball. Yeah. It, it, and Jonah Hill, like that scene where he cuts the player, cuts yeah, Pena, that was funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's really well, like he you know yeah, he plays a young does. naive but yeah. confident. Thing. Oh, it's very well done, mate. Yeah, yeah no, I'm a big fan. I'm a, I'm a nine. I'm a nine. I really like yeah. this. I'm a sports movie fan, mate. And like any sports movies, you got me. You had me at hello sports. <laughs> Anyway, that was Moneyball. Let's look forward to next week. Next okay. week is a totally different film, mate. Oh. We're talking Aliens. Okay. This is uh, was released in 1986, written and directed by James Cameron, is a sequel to the original Alien film, which was released Hang on. in 1979. We're watching a sequel. We haven't watched the first one. We're watching a sequel, just like we did with Mad Max, okay. Road Warrior. We'll explain in the show why that is. Okay. Now, here's your millionaire question. Okay. James Cameron's the director. <clears throat> Which of these films did James Cameron not direct? Okay. A, Titanic. B, Piranha 2. C, True Lies. D, Alita Battle Angel. Mate, I don't know. You had me. I thought you were going to make it easy for me there. You started <laughs> off the Titanic. I'm going to say it's either B or D, and I'm going to lock in B. Piranha 2? Yeah. He directed what Piranha the hell is 2. Piranha? That's why I put that in there. It's a trick question. He didn't direct Alita Battle Angel. He was just the producer on that movie. He, uh, <laughs> yeah. So there you are. That, that, that's your millionaire question. You failed this week, Trev. That's, Thanks uh, very that's much. Not like For it. anyone that, that wants to know <laughs> how the Oakland A's are going uh, since the Billy Bean era, they're 45 and 79, which means they've won 45 games and they've lost 79 games, and they are at the absolute bottom really? of the American League West. So they need Moneyball 3 then. <laughs> Quite urgent. Is that right? All righty, that was Moneyball. That was a great chat. Thank you, Trev, and look forward to you joining me for Aliens. Bring on an alien invasion or something. Thanks a lot, mate. Yep.